You are listening to 1252 Sports Entertainment. Parental discretion may be advised. Woo! It's about that time. Fat Mike, Chicago Sports. (laughs) Yeah. Finally here, finally here. Shot City Sports is right here. Updates on news, get it here. No rumors, cause we keep it real. Sit back, relax, check a beer one of them nights. Hey, this is Carmen DeFalco from ESPN Chicago, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Sports Show. Hey, this is Dave Richard from CBS Sports, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hi, this is Jesse Rogers from the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, everyone, I'm Scott Merkin, the longtime White Sox beat writer for MLB.com and proud graduate of the University of Michigan. You listen to me on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. This is Chuck Arvine, and you are listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. It's the best. Hey, what's up? This is Greg Braggs Jr. from Braggs in the Stands. You're listening to my guys on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Boom! Hey everyone, Fred Hilfner from ESPN 1000. Great to be on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm Dan Saborski, senior writer for Fangraphs, and you're listening to Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm JJ Stankovitz from NBCSportsChicago.com and the Undercenter Podcast, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, Sparkle. You know what I listen to? It's the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show with my guy, Fat Mike. Did you listen anywhere else? No jock with the Fat Mike and the Fat. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. We are back in action. We got a big Big and busy, busy night for you guys here tonight. Not only are we going to be talking some Cubs or in, and some Chicago Bulls, but we're also going to be talking some Chicago Bears. But we got the Bulls here tonight with the NBA draft going on. So hopefully the Bulls can turn this ship around and make sure that they can get their stuff in order to get it going, to proceed to the next level, and become a good guys. That's what we need here. That's exactly what we need here in Chicago. Joining me, as always, is my heterosexual life mate, my man, Angelo Camacho. And there he is. Angelo, how are we doing, my friend? Oh, man, it's a busy day in sports in Chicago today, huh? It is. It's a very, very busy day here in Chicago sports land. I, I don't even know what to do, man. Like, there's so much news going on over this last three days. It's been hit or miss. You know, I don't know what to pay attention to. Yeah, the, you know, I mean, Cubs news after a terrible Bears loss, and now on top of that, the Bulls draft. Like that's a that's a loaded, uh, a loaded gun right there, man. Uh, why don't we start with the Bulls draft? Since well, no, let's start with the Cubs. Let's start with yeah. The let's Cubs. start with the Cubs really quick, man. It's um, <clears throat> excuse me, I it, it's a sad day in my eyes, man. I remember when this day happened and when this day came upon us. When the Chicago Cubs agreed to terms with Theo Epstein, and I was the happiest camper on the planet, man. I was the happiest camper in Chicago here. I swear to God, Angela, I'm not even joking you. And this guy, listen, I, 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 
I remember what, I've always been a Chicago Cubs fan. I don't even know where to begin because like I, I'm so distraught about this almost in a way because although I know it was, I knew it was going to happen, it still sucks that it did happen. Yeah. Um, growing up, the very first baseball game I ever went to was the uh, was White Sox and uh, Boston Red Sox, and I watched Mo Vaughn's fat ass hit two three run homers against Chicago White Sox that day. And from that moment on, I was always a Red Sox fan because growing up in my household, you couldn't be a White Sox fan. My dad would have beat my ass if I was a White Sox right, fan. Right. All right. Like he literally would have given me, you know, the belt and a backhand if I was voting for Frank Thomas. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so when I watched it, I was like, oh man, all right, this guy's awesome. He single handedly beat the White Sox. And it was like the end of the game score was like eight to two or eight to one or some shit like that. So it was like it was I was really pumped up. But it was the very first team that I saw really put a put a hurting on on the team that I'm not supposed to like growing up. I was like six years old at this game, right? Um, and then, so I, I always stayed in touch with the Boston Red Sox as a whole. Um, I remember in 2006 when Aaron Boone hit the walk off homer in Game Seven of the ALCS and completely ripped my heart out of my chest and stomped it on the ground against the, against the Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox there. It broke. I, I cried. I cried like a bitch. I was 18 years old. I was sitting there weeping like a girl. I was sitting there crying on my couch. And my brothers were sitting there laughing. Like, or I said that was 2003, 2003, because their first championship was in 2004. And I sat there and I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? You know, like you got to be kidding me. You know, right? It, it was bad, man. And then I was like, oh, all right. But then Theo, Theo comes out of nowhere. They the. The, the Red Sox win three championships right there in 2004, 2007, 2010. They win one. Was it 2004 or was it 2007, 2010, 2013? I think that's what it was. So, yeah, it was 06. So, I was 18. But I was like, oh, man. like I, I was so pumped up when, the, when my other favorite team growing up, my very first favorite team, now has the guy that – Broke an 86 year curse for the Boston Red Sox to win the World right. Series. Yep. I was so pumped up. I was like, yeah, I'm like, all right, we got Theo, baby. This is going to look great. I can't wait. Yada, yada, yada. And he did. He did his job. You know, he did his job. He was here his out of the 10 years that he had signed up for. He's here nine and he's handing it off to his good friend and co worker, Jed, uh, Jeb, 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 um, help me out here. I'm here. Jeb Hoyer. I kept on wanting to call him Hoyner. Um, Jeb Hoyer. And it's 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 awesome, man. But it's it is a sad day in Chicago here. You're talking about a guy who wrangled up John Lester and brought in Anthony Rizzo. And you know, he completely turned this franchise around to a winning team, the most winning I've ever seen out of the Chicago Cubs in my entire lifetime, man. Yep. And now he's gone. It's sad. I hope Jeb can can uh continue to do it. Yeah, it was uh I mean like you said everybody knew it was coming. He, yep. when he first got to the Cubs, he in the press conference he said, you know, Bill Walsh was his inspiration. 10 years and then it's in time for a new voice and I think it was honorable of him to leave this year instead of next because like he said, there's so many big decisions going forward for this team mm-hmm. that for him to make those decisions as a lame duck would be it just wouldn't be right to the next guy taking over. Uh, right. Now, back to what you said, man. When when Theo came to Chicago, I told my buddy Ethan, give it five years. The Cubs will be in the World Series in five years. He didn't believe me. In those five years, 
the Cubs not only made it to the World Series, but won the World Series. Right. Single-handedly greatest sports moment of my entire life. Um, I'm only 30, so I didn't have to go through all those trials and tribulations like guys like my dad or my grandfather had to go to. My grandfather's 80 years old, you know, and I remember 2016 watching that game. And then after the Cubs had won, I called my grandfather, man, and he was he was crying, talking about how, you know, he never thought he would see it, that this is the greatest moment of his sports life. And to be able to share that that much you know, that big of a moment with my dad and his and my grandfather, it's something I'll always, always cherish. And Theo gave that to me. There right. will never, there will never be another game seven world series that may, that means so much to a fan base like that one did. Right. And Theo gave that to all of his, all the Cubs fans. Yeah. So, I mean, I love this, man. I love, I love Theo Epstein with all of my heart. You're talking about the guy now nah, we don't like them. I don't. I don't bring politics into our shit, Angelo. I, right. I don't. All right, whether it be you know pro Trump, pro Biden, or pro Trump or pro Hillary, I didn't bring it into any of my shows or any of my writing or anything like that. But I will tell you who I voted for the last the last two elections, and it's been Theo Epstein. That's who I voted for. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. 2016 election, I voted for Theo Epstein. 2020 election, I voted for Theo Epstein. I, I don't care. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Yeah, but in care. reality, he he would probably do a better job than most of the other people that would have taken over. Um, like I said, we're not going to get too political. I'm just saying that's who I voted for. I I I voted for the Theo Epstein party. That's who I voted for. I, this guy, like you, like you just said here too, it, the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series is easily. Easily, hands down, one of the top five moments of my lifetime, dude. Yeah. Like, it, it really is. I mean, it truly is. It's going to be like, you know, if I, you know, if Megan and I ever figure it out and we ended up, we end up getting married, which it's been planned for now two years, but COVID struck and fucked everything up. Right. And so now we got to push it off to next year. Like, it's going to be like, it's my wedding, right? My wedding. And like the Cubs World Series. Uh, so I'm a father, right? <laughs> and I always tell people, uh, I love my kids. It's, yo, the day my kid was born, greatest day of my life, period. But there's a different kind of love you have for your sports teams that, than, than like, you know, your girlfriend, <laughs> you your wife, your children. Kid. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, they always I mean, come back. They always come uh, back. Your sports team always comes back every year. Yeah, you know, like it, probably like the the my kid being born, and the Cubs winning the World Series right around there, and then everything else underneath. Right now, when the Bears, if the Bears, whenever the fuck they decide to do, get their heads out of their asses up there, decide to win a, a Super Bowl, that'll be up there just as much. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think that's the longest championship drought. In sports well, no, right now, no, well, uh, no, the Vikings have never won one. That, right, but that's never winning. That's not a drought. They just right. haven't won because they're terrible franchise. Oh, they just beat the shit out of the Bears. Uh, hey, whatever. I lost. Anyways, I lost some money on that. That's the last time I well, ever. I mean, well, uh, yeah, you're not betting. You know, we'll 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 get into the Bears here in a minute, really quick. I want to give a quick shout out to our guys 
over at Firehouse Subs. These guys are the best, man. I love these guys. Angelo, I mean, I'm sure you've had them before. These guys are great. They sponsor the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Shout out to my guy, Sam Stanovich, and shout out to my guy, Bob May, over at Firehouse Subs. Make sure you eat your Firehouse Subs because they are great. And really quick, I'm going to play a little clip for you guys because they could guess. So here you go. Firehouse Subs family of restaurant owners and local crews are proud to continue to serve you the hot, hearty, and meaty subs you crave every single day. It's never been easier to grab their subs on the go for you or your entire family. With Firehouse Subs Rapid Rescue to Go, you can order online or on the Firehouse Subs app, and they'll have your subs boxed, bagged, and ready for pickup at their designated to-go areas. No crowds, no lines, no waiting, no problem. Or get Firehouse Subs delivered right to your door with your favorite delivery app. Remember, Firehouse Subs was founded by firefighters, so being there to help serve their community, it's in their DNA. Plus, you can still order a variety of cold subs, salads, and dessert catering platters for groups as small as five. And when you order in Firehouse Subs app, you'll earn points you can redeem for free food like meal upgrades and free subs. A portion of every Firehouse Subs purchase goes towards providing life-saving equipment for first responders. This year, the contributors from Firehouse Subs and their suppliers will total a minimum, a minimum of $1 million to support first responders via the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation. So guys, go on in, get your Firehouse subs, be there, they're the best, and this is coming from a fat guy, so you know they're the best. So eat Firehouse subs. All right, and we're back, and we got a quick little update here. The Timberwolves with the first overall pick. You guys ready? LaMelo Ball, please. Nope. They select former Georgia shooting guard Anthony Edwards with the number one overall pick in the NBA 2020 draft. So there you go, Anthony Edwards off the board, and that's it. So the Bulls ain't getting him. Bulls are still sitting pretty at four. Hopefully we get the update on this as we go along for tonight, but it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. I and, hope they don't take LaMelo Ball. I don't want to see any 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 ball in a, in a Bears uniform. LaMelo, Morando. They want both those kids. Lamelo, Lorenzo. What's the other one's name? Lonzo. Lorenzo. He said. He Lonzo. said. Would you, you Lonzo? Would you call him Rondo? Like Rajon Rondo. Lorenzo. Yeah. Whatever. We don't need two is. balls on the Bulls. Yeah, we don't need two balls on the Bulls. We need a full. We need one full ball on the Bulls. That's it. We need one full ball. We need ballless Bulls. Okay. That's ballless what we need. Bulls. Ballless Bulls. That's a t-shirt right there. Ballless Bulls. Ballless yeah, Bulls. A bull with no nuts. Yeah, just, uh, just a bull, just cash rated, just sitting there. Because well, that's what they've been the last fucking since 1997, 98. Uh, they've been, been ballless bulls. They've been terrible. Yeah. They've been good with they they were good with D Rose, and that's been pretty much it. But yeah, so there we go, guys. There, there's our update, our NBA update next week. Um Hopefully we have our guy Salim come on with us over at Bulls Gold Podcast, and that'd be cool. And, uh, yeah, let's hope that that happens because he knows more about basketball than any other human being than I know, and that's legit. Uh, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to fake it. I don't know basketball. I'm, I, I don't. I watch March Madness. I think it's awesome. It's, when March Madness hits, that is my favorite time of the year, Angelo. you got baseball kicking on. You got hockey still on. You got, you know, 
Uh, the March Madness going on. You got some good golf going on in March. Ooh, I don't know if you know, Angela. I am a big golf guy. I, I did know that. I uh, am a big golf guy. And watch the match. I'm a big golf guy. I love golf. Um, But, yeah, I mean, March is my favorite time of the year because there's just so much shit on. You know what I mean? It's amazing. Right. There's, just, there's just so much garbage on. You don't know what to watch. And it's 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 my ultimate favorite, but that's the only basketball that I watch is the is the is the March Madness. I don't I don't give a flying frog's fat green pimply ass about the NBA. But my buddy Salim, he knows his shit. And how about it, Angela? You just you just interviewed him oh, yeah. a, a few weeks ago on your I, podcast, Sport Court. Yep, I had him on. We talked about uh, the NBA bubble. We talked about the draft coming up. Right. Uh, who he thought would be, you know, a good pick for the Bulls. Oh, no. what, take to improve but you know it's uh i mean i'm interested to see what they do because it, it's been a good off season so far but the main the big thing is right now right you right can hire the you can hire the, the executive you can hire the coach you can hire the coaching staff but if you screw up the players then what good was all that so it's uh It'll be interesting. It should happen here pretty soon. There was a lot of rumors about the Bulls, you know, trading up and trying to get into the second pick and all that good stuff. So, well, our guy just Salim, really quick, he just posted two minutes ago. So, uh, guys, if you're not following him, Salim is fucking unbelievable with NBA basketball and especially our Chicago Bears here, our Chicago Bears, Chicago Bulls here. Uh, he just tweeted two minutes ago, Angelo. It's sounding more and more like Patrick Williams is the pick, so maybe a trade down. So maybe that is the case. I I don't know too much about Patrick Williams. Well, like I said, we'll discuss that. I mean, do you know anything about this kid? Or uh, uh, like I you said, you like March Madness. I'm not a big college basketball guy. I don't really watch college ball. Um, I don't really watch college football too much. I do like I watch it, but I don't follow it like some people follow it. Um, right. They know, you know, they know all the position players, and this guy is going to be a stud, and that guy. This, I, I'm just, I don't follow it like that. So, well, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like you and I are really doing a good job of hosting a sports podcast. Yeah, I guess so. You yeah. know, we, <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna. I mean, fuck, we might as well just play Dungeons and Dragons live on here and be like, yeah. you know, a bunch of dorks. Uh, you know? with, the, with the second pick, the uh, uh, the uh, Warriors uh, select James Wiseman. Uh, yeah, this kid, um, he's out of Memphis, right? Yeah. Yeah, James Weissman. Uh, this kid's going to be pretty, uh, pretty good, I think. I like what I, I like, I like watching this kid dunk. It seems like he can dunk over anybody. Um, but I do like James Weissman. I, I have seen him, uh, Memphis. He's a, he's a pretty good baller, man. I like this kid. He's, I think he was averaging right around like 15, 16 points a game. He's he's gonna be a pretty good thing, and now not only that, dude, but there was news today that um, Clay Thompson yeah. fucked up his right leg pretty good, and yep. from what I'm from what I've seen, um, now this is I'm gonna be quoting um, uh, those assholes over at Barstool. You know, I love those guys; they're great. But <clears throat> those assholes over at Barstool, from what they said, I don't know how real this tweet was. I can never take their shit seriously. You know what I mean? Right. Take it with a grain uh, of salt. Yeah, I take it with a grain of salt. But from what they reported earlier, it said that Clay Thompson tore his ACL, and if he tore his ACL, he's done for the year. 
Yeah, like, he's not coming Absolutely. back. You know that that's a big loss. You know, we know how much Clay Thompson means to that Golden State Warriors team. And I mean, just a, a complete three thread open scorer. Like he's just unbelievable on that Golden State team. Right. From what I've seen, like I said, I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest uh, basketball fan, but yeah. So real quick, man. Here's the issue with that. Now is now he, you know, he was hurt last year. Now he's going to be hurt this year. That's another year of really no contention for a championship. You, you got to start thinking about, you know, what's best for the future of this, that franchise. You know, you can't keep relying on Clay Thompson to be that guy anymore. Right, but I mean the way the Splash Brothers are built, man. Between him and Steph Curry, you just—if anything—you wait, you wait. You know, just like we waited for Derrick Rose, you wait for a guy with the effort and spectacularness of Clay Thompson. Let me ask you this though. Yeah. How did waiting for Derrick Rose turn out for the Bulls? Oh, it turned out like dog shit. Yep. It turned out like dog shit. Now but- they do—they do play two completely different styles of basketball. Right. But I'm just saying, like, waiting on a guy to get healthy is not always the smartest move to make. The thing that hurt Derrick Rose because he he just brought it too hard, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can see it when he would play. I mean, he just brought it too hard. That guy had an Allen Iverson mentality in a game of ninnies at that point. You know what I mean? And when when players don't play to their full potential or, you know, full go – I mean, if you're sitting there joking around with your buddy, you're more likely to get injured joking around with your buddy than you are actual being physical, like being in a, like a physical fist fight. You know what I mean? Like, right. like in my way, in my eyes, anyways, uh, he just went too hard, man. Yeah, I, you, I can, love you can tell every every time he hit the ground, like to jump, right. I thought he was going to leave a hole in the ground. That's how right. hard he would plant himself before taking off, and. I mean, it was only a matter of time before that happened. Right. I love Derek Rose, though, man. I love that guy back in a Bulls uniform. But we do have a big guest coming on joining us here tonight, Angelo. We do got uh, my buddy, our guy, over at the Bears uh, Brawl Room uh, coming on with us tonight, which should be cool. And it should be a good time talking to him. He's going to be signing on here with us in a little bit, which I'm excited for, man. I, I really am. Dan Goodwin, the third. From um from the Bears Brawl uh, Network, and that's going to be a fun time talking to him. We're going to be talking to a lot of Bears tonight, talking to a lot of Bulls as, as the picks come in. I don't know who the is the third pick in yet. You no, know, I'm looking right now on Twitter. I don't mind. see it. It's saying well, yeah. that the yeah. most likely outcome is Lamelo to Charlotte, but it's not official yet. All right. Most likely outcome. So let's see what happens here. We're going to keep you guys in the loop as we're going as well. But, yeah, Angelo, how about that beautiful Monday night game this past week? Bears-Vikings, man. What are your thoughts on that guy? Uh, My thoughts are I love this Chicago Bears team. This is my – But they suck. It's my favorite team in Chicago, period. Um and then very close second is the Cubs, and everybody else comes fourth, fifth, sixth. There's not even a third. Um, but the, the way take, they the Bears take slot one, slot two, Cubs take three. Yep, it's like a it's like a blend on number two between Cubs and, and Bears. But the at five and one, I, you know, we knew that there were a lot of issues with this team, right? Right. Um, 
It's been a shitty 2020. I was embracing the shit out of that five and one. I didn't think they were legit. I didn't think they were going to do anything major. I thought maybe with that five and one cushion, they'd be able to get into the playoffs. That doesn't look like a likely scenario at the moment. Every time they lost, it was ugly. And I would be like, oh, it can't get worse. And then the next game would happen and it would look worse. And then I was like, oh, like, that's got to be rock bottom. And then they went to five and four. And that fourth loss was terrible. And then Monday night happened. And I was like, well, they cannot get worse than last week. And then they did. Right. I, I tweeted it out. It's literally, it's, it's so impressive to me how they can look that bad because I've seen teams tanking that don't even look that bad. Like, they're trying, which is the the shittiest part, is they're trying not to look this way, and they look this way. Right. That's, that's bad to me. That's Listen, uh, we have beat this. We have beaten this horse beyond repair. Like this horse has been dead for the last, in my opinion, this horse has been dead since week two. And I mean that it doesn't matter. It didn't matter if you had Mitch. It didn't it? Doesn't matter if you have Foles. It don't matter. All right, this team is just not a good team, and it showed this past Monday night. Every single third down, man. Every single third down the Bears had. Mike Zimmer was sending pressure, and the Bears had absolutely no answer for it. None whatsoever. Yep. The Bears fucking suck, man. That old line is terrible. They just straight suck. Exactly what it is. You are only as good as the personnel that you have. And let me tell you something. On the offensive side of the ball, they don't have shit besides Allen Robinson. And it goes to the fact that even Allen Robinson's agent on Twitter this last week is sitting there talking shit about the Bears. Why aren't you targeting 12 in the end zone? What's going on here? Don't Wouldn't you think that you would target your number one wide receiver in the end zone? Blah, 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 blah. No, I get it, man. And listen, if I ever become famous, that guy, I want him to be my agent. Right, ESPN, yeah. ESPN, how come you're not offering Fat Mike and Angelo a slot on the 10 o'clock sports center? You know, that that's the guy I want to be my my representative. Right. But this this Bears team, man, it's just it's awful. It is fucking awful. We're on a bye week this week. We're gonna come back next week for the Bear for the Bears Packers game. In prime time again, mind you, which is going to be terrible, to where the okay. entire nation can see how bad the fucking Bears are. To be like, oh, to be like, oh, my Jets fans are going to be like, oh my God, thank God we're not the fucking Bears. Yeah, like, that's exactly what's going to happen. And yeah. all over Chicago sports radio, Angela, I know you've been hearing this too, man. Everybody's saying, go get Sam Darnold, go get this guy, go get that guy. You could trade a bag of bowl, a bag of balls, a carton of eggs, and a gallon of milk for Sam Darnold. No, the fuck you can't. No, you cannot. That's not what's going to happen. Sam right. Darnold, one, I don't like him. I don't like his stupid USC face. I don't like his fucking GI Joe Duke haircut. Leave him in New York, and I don't leave fucking just burn New York to the ground. Okay. Honestly, and make sure you start at Metfield's Metfield Life's MetLife Stadium. That's where you start in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Okay. Mm-hmm. You start there and force the wind out west to where it burns the New York State down to the ground. But, anyways, it doesn't matter, man. The personnel is terrible. It doesn't matter who you have a quarterback, whether it be Sam Darnold or 
if Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles or Tyler Bray, today they're working out fucking Deshaun Kaiser. All right. Another Notre Dame boy. Whoopty fucking do. All right. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. Plain and yep. simple. It does not matter. Until you fix the old line where everything begins. All right. Until you fix that portion, it doesn't matter who you have as your quarterback. If the Bears had a halfway, somewhat decent old line, this team would be seven and three, six and four right now instead of five and five. Yeah. I mean, to me, it makes no sense like what they're doing. I, I get it. Tyler Bray's not the answer, right? But guess what? Neither were the other two guys. At this point, right? At this point, you are five and five. What is the best trajectory for this team to take, right? Trying to – and I want the Bears to win every week. So before people come out and say, oh, you're a shitty fan because you don't want them to win, you want them to lose. I would rather them lose every single game the rest of the year at this yeah. point than, than another victory. Because at least then, by losing every game, you may get into the top seven in the draft. Either there's a there's a strong possibility that you can get in there. Yeah, correct. Right. And you have I, I was they talk about it a lot on, on the ESPN shows today, especially uh about the Khalil Mack trade, right? That's a bad trade at this point. We got him. I loved getting him, right? But you got him with the thought that okay, we're gonna pay this guy all this money, give away these draft picks. And we're going to go to the Super Bowl, right? But that all was revolving around if Mitch was going to be successful. Right. And, and as soon as we wasn't the guy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. As soon as we realized that he wasn't the guy, that trade became terrible because you lost draft picks and you're paying this guy all this money. So you have no way to fix the quarterback problem. Right, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the way that Khalil Mack's deal is structured right now, you can't trade him as it is anyways, I believe. I'm pretty sure you can't get rid of him as it is anyways, the way his deal is structured. So you'd have to wait until next year to get rid of him. I think that's what it is. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But I've read a few things where where that's what, it, and when I read it, that's what it seems to be. Oh, Hold on. We have breaking Chicago uh, Bills news. Chicago Bulls news. Hold on, let me get the drum roll. The Chicago Bulls at number four select Patrick Williams out of Florida. Oh. Yeah, that's how I felt. Let me read you some stats. Okay. He averaged 9.2 points per game and 22 and a half minutes per game. This guy's a straight-up so, gamer. All right, Patrick Williams. Right, a forward like the Bulls don't have seven thousand forwards already. This right. is like the Bears with their fucking kicking competition. Nineteenth tight end. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, that's it. The two thousand yeah. tight ends they had on the team. <laughs> who do you need another forward for? <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know who needs a forward? The Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks yeah. need a two-way forward. Yeah. That needs a forward. Yeah. All right. So really quick, like we we had said earlier, like I had told you guys, I'm really excited to bring on our guest here, my buddy Dan Goodwin. I've been talking to this guy the last two weeks. Last weekend, unfortunately, I was not able to bring him on in here and rough of an emergency. And it's been a, it's, it's everything's good now. But yeah, everybody knows that I did the last show from the hospital parking lot. So that was fun. 
But uh, here we go, our guy Dan Goodwin from the from the Brawl Network. Dan, how we doing, my friend? What's happening? What's happening? Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks for joining for us, man. I know you and I have been kind of kissing messages back and forth with one another. And I'm just really happy to bring you on, man. I'm really excited to have you on here with us tonight. I appreciate it once again, man. I really do. All right. So what, you know, listen, man, you've obviously heard us bitching the last couple of minutes here about the Bears here just not being a good team in any stretch of the imagine whatsoever at this point. Starting off 5-1, and one, shaky 5-1 and one at that. I mean, it could have went uh, – a few of those games could have went either way. And now we're sitting here at week 10, going into the week 11 by a week, sitting five and five and not looking pretty. Dan, besides the old line, I want to hear your opinions, pal. What's going on here? What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I've got a few of them. Um, I think the biggest the biggest concern that I have is Nagy, coach. Okay. Um, and the reason I say that is because there's a lot of different things that I just don't feel good when it comes to him. Uh, number one, I don't, I don't like the way our players progress, how they develop under him. Name me a guy that really has developed into something very good. I mean, you you got like Jackson, but that was kind of a, you know, he was injured. That's why they got him at that spot. Right. I'm talking about developmental players, guys that you need to put some, some type of, you know, whatever you need to put behind them to try to get them motivated to move forward. This guy, it seems like he doesn't, he's not able to do it. Right. I can run him off. Mitch Trubisky, he didn't develop that guy. You know what I mean? And a lot of people crap on Trubisky, and, and, and I get it. He's had his issues. But I always say, and I've, I've said it, and I'm going to be consistent. You know, when it comes to Trubisky, he wasn't given the tools necessary to be successful. Right, I agree. That's what I, that's what I feel like, especially with that horseshit old line, Dan. Exactly. It, it, it always felt like Nagy wasn't utilizing his strength like he should. You know, yeah. he always wanted him to play that pocket passer, and that's just not his game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, one one way that I look at it is is you know we we sit seeing the situation where we have this pandemic, right, mm-hmm. and. Teams weren't able to 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 deal with you know preseason football and things like that, but go back two years, go back to after the 2018 season, going into 2019. Mitchell Trubisky didn't play not one snap of preseason football. Right. Why is that? That was a decision that Nagy made. We're good with we're we're good we're comfortable. He doesn't need to practice, and then you throw him in in that first game, and I've said this before too. The first game, and that's when I, I it clicked for me, and I said. Hey, this this dude's nuts, man. Something's not right. Because you throw him into the first game against Green Bay, division rival Aaron Rodgers, and you drop him back to pass the ball 50-plus times after no preseason snaps. Right. None. No competitive football. To me, that was, that, was, that was a sign of things to come, in my opinion. And from that point forward, I've been critical of Nagy, and I will continue to be critical of him until he starts making some changes or they get him up out of there. Yeah, I hear what now that's the 10 3 loss, right? I know that obviously they play Green Bay. Yeah, that was the 10 3 loss that everybody was butthurt about. Yep. How can you only score three points? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. 100 year opener. Yep. Right. The 100 year opener. I remember, yep. I remember after that game, Dan, I was so livid mm-hmm. after that game. I mean, I was, remember, I, 
I I don't know if there's a meme, there's a GIF, or I don't know, I don't know, I don't know technology at this point, Dan. I'm not even gonna joke with you, <laughs> but there's 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 a GIF or a video or a meme or a vine or whatever the fuck they're called, where mm-hmm. a Cowboys fan legitimately throws his beer at the screen, and then rips the TV off the wall by punching it a bunch of times, and then takes out a pistol and shoots the TV like nine times. I have been there before as a Bears fan. I've been there. Okay. Yeah. And to allude from that, that one of them was that game. All right. And then the rest of the 2019 season, especially going at eight and eight after a 12 and four season. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been a big proponent that Mitch, Mitch Trubisky has never passed my eye test. I am not a Mitch guy. Okay? I I've been watching football for 25 years of my life, I've played football for 20 years of my life. All right. I understand what it, what it takes to be a quarterback. In football, maybe not necessarily the professional game, but I understand what it takes to be a quarterback in football. Mm-hmm. And he has just never passed my eye test. He's never read his progressions all the way down, missing wide open guys, overthrowing wide open guys. Uh, he, he's a check down machine. He's not even a check down machine like your guys like Alex Smith or Correct. even Tom Brady in his old age. Where do you see... Uh, who, well, what I want to say, who do you think should start week 11 against the Packers? Should it be Mitch Trubisky if healthy or Nick Foles if healthy? <laughs> and don't forget, we also we also just worked out Ty, – or we got Tyler Tyler Bray, Baby Dick Bray, and then Baby Dick Bray instead of Big Nick Dick or Big Dick Nick or whatever the fuck his name is. All right, so we got, we got Big Dick Nick, Baby Dick Bray, and we got Deshaun Long Johnson Kaiser. So let's see what's happening here. You got all the names for him, huh? I got all well, the penis innuendos, dude. I'm all about it. Uh, you know, one thing, I'm just get Bray out of the way. He was trash in Tennessee. He's been trash. He's yeah. not he's not gonna be anything. You know what I mean? It's it is what it is. What is he, 29 years old now? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's he is what he is. Right. He's right. been in the um, NFL for six years. Exactly. Like, you're, exactly. You're. Exactly. Um, I'm not a I'm not a fan of Trubisky. I know he has his flaws. The only thing that I said about about Trubisky is that I still believe, and and right now I believe he gives us the best chance to win because of the offensive line. Now a lot of people disagree with me and they say, well, he hasn't run that much, and that's because of the play calling. That's because of that's what they wanted him to do. Now I think because he has wheels, there's a threat there. If you go back and you look. At the beginning of the season, I know they played inferior defenses at the beginning of the season. They were running the ball, and they, as a team, as a whole, they were averaging over five yards per carry. Now, since since Foles has been in and Trubisky's gone, teams can pin their ear back. He's a statue. He's not going to move. When he takes off to run, he looks literally like a, a baby horse starting to walk. That's what, that's what, that's what Foles looks like when yeah. he takes off to run, right? So yeah. – in my opinion, I think I think Trubisky still gives us the best chance to win, and that's just because there's the threat to run. Even if he doesn't take off and run, there's a threat there. So teams are not just able to just take off and and, and decapitate the guy every single time back. So, and and I'm not I'm not a fan of Foles either. I think you know like what I just said about Bray. He's 29. Foles is 31. He's a journeyman. You know what I mean? And everybody has fallen in love with the guy because he won a Super Bowl, and I, I get it. That's fine, good, but he, he's never thrown for over three thousand yards in the season. 
Right. He had 27 and two season, and that was with a gimmicky offense. Right. He's never duplicated that. Everywhere he's gone, they've gotten rid of him. There's a reason why teams don't give away franchise quarterbacks if right. you're good. Right. So one thing you say really quick, Dan, one thing you say, yeah, I understand that. Okay, fine. Does Mitch Trubisky fit this offensive better right now going forward with this shitty offensive line? And you're correct in that, in my opinion. That offensive line, like, like I'm sure you heard us while you were sitting there waiting for us to bring you on there a second. All right. This old line is a saloon swinging door, man. It I is. mean, Jermaine Effetti is fucking dog shit. This might be okay. the worst offensive line like, like, I have like, ever seen. In he football. is, you know, like when Jeff Goldblum finds that big fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex turd out in the middle of Jurassic Park. That's Jermaine Effetti right there. Okay. He fucking stinks, and you can just go right around him and avoid him, plain and simple. Oh All right, but this whole line is bad, man. But when you say that Mitch Trubisky is the better option, I agree with you to an extent, Dan. I think it depends on what – I'm not saying – and I am not a fucking proponent of this. I'm going to say this immediately right away because you can't just go swapping quarterbacks each and every single week. But the way that this team is built right now, it depends on who you play def defensively. It, they, so now this next week, they're going up against Green Bay. Green Bay does not have a good pass rush. I say Nick Foles is the better option to play. Okay. He, I, I, honestly, Nick Foles does not have a good – Nick Foles. The Green Bay Packers do not have a good pass rush. Nick Foles standing in the pocket would be a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky in week 11 here coming up against the Green Bay Packers. Now, that being said, if you're going up against the Texans like you are in a few weeks who do have a good pass rush – and who do get after the quarterback, I want to start Mitchell Trubisky back there because he can get away from those guys and create a play and extend a play with his legs. And like I said, I'm not a proponent of this. I think it's at this point with what you have, your best option, if anything, imagine imaginative option is to see who you have back there and what defense you're going up against. And that's the, that's the sad truth of it. This Bears team just straight up sucks. And Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, like, and I said this before, Dan. Too. I, I I called in. I don't. I know that you're down there on on the East Coast in in Florida, right? Atlanta. 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 Okay, so you're down there in Atlanta. All right. Well, up here, I don't know if you listen to Chicago sports radio mm -hmm. much or whatever, but I called in the other day to Carmen and Yurko, good buddies of mine up here on ESPN 1000, and the the point that I wanted to make was this. There are some really bad teams in the NFL. There, 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 there are teams that aren't good teams, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, the Houston Texans, the Minnesota Vikings, the Detroit Lions aren't a good team, the mm -hmm. San Diego Chargers, the Cincinnati Bengals. Those teams are not good teams, okay? But those that's it. That's their cap. They're just not a good team right now. But the Bears are – the Bears, what the Bears are – is they're not a good team, and they fucking suck to boot. All right? And there's only one other team that's a bad team and sucks to boot, and it's the New York Jets. Plain and simple. Yeah. Man, you know, it's, it, the, the thing that disturbs me about it is that we're one notch up from the, the Jets, right? And the Jets are, are basically purposely trying to lose, right? Right. So so we're one step up from a team that's purposely trying to lose. 
What does Let me ask this question really quick, Dan. But are you one step up on the New York Jets because they're tanking to get the number one to possibly get the number one quarterback in all of college football and Trevor Lawrence? So how yeah. bad are you really? You're a team that sucks and isn't good and not going to fall in a place to where you can make a difference in this year's upcoming draft. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. That's why I said it really falls on Nagy because um, you can't tell me you can't tell me that everybody we just have a lack of talent, right? I think we have some talented players on the team. But it's been a consistent snowball going downhill and that's what we're doing and we're gaining steam. We're getting faster yep. and faster as we roll. And and that's the issue. That's the issue that I have with Nagy. I also place some blame at Pace's feet as well. And that's because we went into this season without a nose tackle, right? And it took him forever to try to find somebody, you know, just went into the season with that. You go into the season with this, this, like you said, a turnstile door at, at offensive line. I mean, look at Rashad Coward, man. Yeah. I mean, and it's really not even all his fault because he's actually a defensive player. And they converted him over to to, to offense. You know, this, what I mean? he's not running. big. He's not Big Cat Williams, dude. He's not exactly. Big Cat. So it's it's you know you have this situation where it's like, man, what what are we doing? What are we doing? And and like you said, you you figure Foles is the better guy for the situation going against Green Bay right now. Man, I just I. I'm looking at game after game. We had 149 yards total offense. He had yeah. 106 yards passing last week. Yeah. He, you know, we we've gone, we went seven quarters straight and scored three points. Yeah. Hold on, really quick. Where's my gun at? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? These are the these are the things. These are the things that we're looking at week after week after week. And in the NFL, a team never starts out week one and ends it week 16, the same team. We look at this team. And they have they don't they're not gonna end the same. They're gonna end up worse than what yeah. they were. Now, like what I'll, team starts out week one and week ten, they're worse. They're worse, they're completely worse. It's it, it's I'm at a loss for words of it. You know what I mean? Because it just it does not make sense, man. Like like I was telling Mike, we we just talked about the Jets being below the Bears, but the Jets are are actively everybody knows they're they're trying to lose. Otherwise, Adam Gase would have been fired three weeks ago the bears <laughs> they look like they're trying and that's what's the frustrating thing is they're out there the defense is playing their ass off for an offense that even when they're trying can't get three yards in the third quarter they ended negative five yards for a quarter like you can, fall, you can fall forward for more yards than that like and i know that there's injuries and you know, the, the, the running back position is all screwed up because of Montgomery being gone. But I place a lot of this blame with Ryan Pace. I'm, I, I've tried to defend Nagy also. I said, you know, let him get a quarterback that he likes. And I know Foles probably isn't his ideal quarterback, right? He was in Kansas City when they drafted Patrick Mahomes. That's the guy that he wants. But Pace has screwed up so much. Kevin White. Uh, Adam Shaheen, Mitch Trubisky, Leonard Floyd. And not only did he screw up those guys, but look at Leonard Floyd this year. He's gone and he's flourished with uh, the Rams. And then you bring in a guy like Robert Quinn, you spend all that money on this guy, and he can't get to the quarterback. That money that you spent on him could have gone to 
two offensive linemen to bring on your team to help make it better. This or a new judge machine. <laughs> like, in my opinion, I love this team. But if they win, it's just going to hurt them in the long run. Because if they, God forbid, they make the playoffs, that'll be an excuse for Ryan Pace and an excuse for Matt Nagy to still keep their jobs. And nothing changes at that point. Do we really want Ryan Pace making another quarterback decision oh, after God. the ones that he's made? I think I think I think uh I think Pace keeps his job. Oh. And I, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I think happens. I think Pace ends up keeping his job. He's kind of he's distanced himself from Nagy already. Let's just be real about it, right? Yeah. The the decision was not Nagy's to stop giving up to to stop calling plays. That came from Pace. The conversation that he had with Nagy forced Nagy into, "Hey, look, you you tried it your way. We got you your quarterback. We've Nagy has placed blame at everybody else's feet. Right. He's never accepted it, right? You scapegoated coaches in the past, offensive and defensive coaches, right? You scapegoated your offensive line coach. The offensive line coach that we got rid of has coached 15 all-pro linemen. Yep. We got rid of him. We bring in Juan Castillo. Juan Castillo, eh, some people say he's good. I'm one of the people that say, no, I'm not I'm not a fan of him. Look what he did in Buffalo. He didn't work out there. You know what I mean? So on and so forth. So you scapegoat all these people. You scapegoat your quarterback. You scapegoat the coaches. You scapegoat players. You 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 have a, a, a running back in David Montgomery, and since last year you weren't giving him the ball. I'm going to tell you one thing. The offensive line was better in 2018, but the reason that they were better is because we had a pound-the-ground pound running back a guy that can move the pile. These guys don't open up holes, so you need a running back back there to just run up and push the pile forward for two or three yards. We now, don't have it. I, I See, I like that that the thing you just said about the running back, Dan. When, and, and I agree with you on that Trubisky should start versus the Packers because when Trubisky – if you want to win, if that's your goal, when Trubisky was under center, they weren't playing in the shotgun. They were playing on the line. You have a shaky offensive line, right? Why would you start your team five yards back of a shit line, give the ball to a running back, and before he can even get two yards, the defense is already after him. So you're losing three yards every single time. Mm -hmm. The Trubisky under center gives you multiple options of handing it off, rolling out, you know, or Trubisky doing a, a draw play. There's just different options that, that Foles doesn't give you. And I know, Mike, you don't like that answer because you don't like Trubisky. But if the goal is to win games, Trubisky is the guy right now with this offensive line, with the bad running back situation that they have that gives them the best chance to win. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. I, I go, listen, man, I go either way on this. I really do. Uh, Dan, you say that you don't think Pace loses his job. And. Honestly, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I don't think Pace or Nagy lose their jobs this year. Um, and I think the whole reason is going to fall on COVID. Um, they're, they're, honestly, they're going to they're gonna take whatever aspect that they're going to grab, whatever they can grab out of thin air to secure both these guys. And that's what I firmly believe. Scapegoat. You talk about scapegoat. Right, now yeah. COVID's a scapegoat. Yeah. Right. COVID's going to be the scapegoat. And that's how, that's what I firmly believe. Now, in my shoes, what I would do, just like I'm pretty sure everybody on the panel here would do, between me, you, Angelo, and you, Dan, I'd fucking clean house. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm legit, man. I'm cleaning house. Pace, 
get the fuck out of here. Nagy, adios, buddy. You're gone. All right? And then I'd bring in – then I would sit there and I would bring in somebody along the lines of you got to start with your GM. But who hires your GM? That's been the question around here in Chicago over the past couple of weeks. Who hires your GM? Figure it the fuck out. Figure it out. Bring in a GM and then have your GM introduce a bunch of coaches. Because that's one thing that bothers me. You have a you have a GM who hires a coach. Then the coach hates the you're, you have a you have a coach and a GM. The GM gets fired. You have a coach now who who hates the brand new GM because that new GM doesn't want him to do anything. Then that GM gets fired, and then the new GM fires the coach. That's what it's been like here in Chicago. Figure it the fuck out. Honestly, as as I sit here and look at it now, the Bears may be possibly the worst ran organization in the entire NFL, and that's saying something over the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars, over the New York Jets, over, you know, another, a bunch of shitty teams out there, the Washington football team. I got it right that time, Angel. I got it it right that time, Angel. I finally caught myself, okay? But, you know, like, literally, there's a bunch of... I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Mike. I, I feel like the, like, I feel like the family wants to win, right? Because they got rid of Lovey when he was ten and six, they moved on from Trustman and Emery after two years. The, I think they want to win. They just don't know how. And by having a guy like Ted Phillips who has no idea what he's doing up there, you're never going to get somebody in here who knows football. And that's the problem. That's what well, I really. The thing think. is, you're you're right about that. They don't know football. The McCaskies don't really. That side of the family doesn't know football. They're not football people. Right. Alice was right. Alice is, you know, we, we we get that, but McCaskies, they're they're not football people on that side, right? So you've got Ted Phillips, who's basically a money man. That's all he does. Mm-hmm. He tries to figure figure things out and make things work. Then you've got this consultant, Daniel, you know, old Daniel Corsi, who just puts a list of 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 players or coaches or GMs together and say, right. hey, these are these are pretty good guys right here. These are candidates. choose one, yeah, choose one. And that's that's what you're going off of. You don't have a situation where you got people that really know the game, know what's going on, and then you have this free for all when it comes to, you know, the GM. He's got to go to 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 Phillips and make sure he's okay to spend any money. I think, matter of fact, I think they told Ryan Pace. I'm I'm just gonna be honest because I don't see how you go week after week after week with the offensive linemen that were on free agency, with offensive linemen that got cut from other teams like Buffalo, like Quentin Spain. I don't see how you go week after week after week and not make an effort to get any of those guys. Right? Donald Penn is out there. There's tons of guys out there that that are that would be way better than what we have right now. And I think they said, look, you can't spend any more money. And that's the reason why I think changes are going to be made because you don't want to lock yourself into anything else and let these guys spend any more money because we're about to make a change. And I hope you're right okay. because I yeah, yeah I'm, we've I'm talked right there. Mike and I Sorry, have talked about this on previous episodes. We've talked about this about how anybody has to be better than what they have. They haven't brought in anybody to even work out, and that's a problem. So I'm hoping you're right, Dan, that they were just like, no, we're not spending any more money. Figure it out. We're gonna we'll see where we're at at the end of the year. Because it just blows my mind. Like you said, Spain was on free agency, and there's been guys that have been released that would improve your line. They 
it might not be a prospects, right? But they're better than what you have. And the bears just aren't even entertaining the thought of having these guys. So Dan, over the next six Mike. weeks, where do you think this team ends up finishing my man? Man, it's, it's, it's hard to say, man. You know, I, I want to sit here and say, Hey, our schedule has gotten softer. We got two against green Bay. We got Detroit. We definitely can take them out. I think we can at least get one against green Bay. We'll beat Minnesota the next time around Minnesota. They didn't really do anything to beat us. I mean, 19 to 13, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. And, and we played about as pathetic as we could play. And Buster Screen, by the way, oh. Buster Screen is driving <laughs> me crazy. Five targets, five receptions, two touchdowns given up in that game. To me, that's that's busted. You know, busted screen is more like it, man. Because yeah. every time there's Open a big screen. play against the defense, <laughs> every time there's a big play against the defense is always him. Yeah. He's the guy. He's and yeah. and I don't want to shit on the defense because. Without them, God knows this team would look like when they were put, getting fifty points put up on them every week. Yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna have a situation though soon. And if you pay attention to what Eddie Jackson was saying in his presser after the game, there's there's some some people on the defensive side of the ball that are getting tired of it, yep. right? And and they're gonna start blaming the offensive people. And when that starts happening, you have guys that will start making business decisions with their bodies, and they won't play defense as well as they have been. And for that fact, for that reason, I figure the Bears will end up eight and eight like they were last year, and quite possibly seven and nine, unfortunately. Now, Dan, let me ask you this. One more question for me, at least. Um, Obviously, the Khalil Mack trade looks bad at this point, right? You gave up all that draft equity, all that money hoping that Trubisky was going to be the guy going forward. You know, they were talking about it on, on other networks and and all over about how Mac is kind of like a luxury item, right? Like you, like right now the bears are like a busted 1967 Honda that's got rust all around it. But the defense of like Mac and Hicks is a good sound system and some shiny rims. <laughs> you don't need shiny rims if your muffler keeps falling off. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think personally that do you think it might be time to look at trading some of these pieces like a Cleo Mack, like a Akeem Hicks, somebody along those lines to maybe get some of that draft equity back? I hate to say it. Um, I don't want to see that happen. I'll be honest with you. I don't want to see that happen. Um, I think Khalil Mack, the way his his contract is structured, I think they can turn that into a bank almost, where they could dip into that somehow. Sure. Right? They can restructure it a little bit, and and that'll help some things out. Uh, Akeem Hicks, I don't I don't see uh, you know I don't see a scenario where he just continues to stay on the team, just because if they start rebuilding and and going in a different direction, first we're going to have to do a lot of things on the offensive side of the ball. So it's going to definitely take away from the defense. Eddie Jackson, second highest paid safety in the league. I don't know if you could trade that contract somewhere else unless he starts producing some more. He's not producing right now because they're not aggressive. Right. Ben, but don't break. They're still playing good defense, but they're just not aggressive. They don't create turnovers. They let you make the mistake. So it's a difference, right? Um, so, I mean, do I think that they need to do that? I don't think they need to do that. I think there are scenarios where they could fix this. I thought they could have fixed this situation in this season. Just become you, – you have to shore up the offensive line. You have to lean on your running game and lean on your defense. 
Forget trying to be Philadelphia. Yep. Forget trying to be Kansas City. Be who the Chicago Bears are. The Chicago Bears for years have been run the ball, pound the ball, rely on defense, have great special teams, and we will win games. They don't yep. want to do it. Yep. They're trying to be yep. another team. It's not going to work. I like that analogy, yeah, and, that, and I do. Figure out your identity because right now they're trying to mimic everybody else and they're not doing a very good job of it. They're doing a really dog shit, terrible horse ass, you know, piss poor job of it. And that's, that's you nailed it. You nailed it. That was, that's a good call, Dan. Good call. You nailed it. You and like, nailed we, it. we just sat here for 20 minutes, 30 minutes talking about this team, and there's still so much more that you right. can get into that are problems with this team. And that is, the real glaring issue is that there's just so much wrong with this team right now that th where do you start? It's like when you got a lot of shit to do on a day and you're like, oh, man, I got all this stuff to do. You overwhelm yourself and you just decide to take a nap, you know, because you yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm already I've already told you guys see me <laughs> yawning over here. Yeah, right. it know? could be it could be a I've only gotten two hours of sleep or three or, or I'm sorry, or B. All right, B, I just jumped from A to three. Look at that, guys. That's how tired I am. All right, All right. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on with me over here? But no, arrow or B, I've been taught we've been spitting out the same shit over and over and over again for the last six weeks. Yeah. All right. Now, Dan, I was a big I'm we're going to let you go here soon because I know you got your your podcast coming up on the Brawl Network mm -hmm. and all that other good stuff and uh, we'll be listening to it man make sure you send us the link we'll share the shit out of it okay I appreciate it appreciate and it then, uh, but uh, I was a big proponent and I was one of them pissed off fucking fans in this last year's draft where at 43 you draft your fucking 21st tight end to fill your roster spot and you go out and grab a guy that has two bum shoulders and a and a hip flexor and Jalen Johnson okay I was not a fan of either of those picks at 43 and 50, especially when you could have had a guy like Chase Claypool, a guy like Ezra Cleveland, who we watched when he did match up against Akeem Hicks on Monday night, manhandled Akeem Hicks on Monday night, and then he, he stood his own. He really did. He stood his own. These are two guys. I was the guy that's like, hey, listen, you got to go out there and get the biggest, baddest, corn-fed, fucking fat-bodied, 6'6", 360-pound fat motherfuckers to plug up this line because that's what the Chicago Bears need. And they didn't do any of it until the sixth and seventh rounds and a couple undrafted shitheads that, you know, that we don't see. We got this kid, Dieter Eelson, and we got fucking humberto hambright and you know whatever the fuck his name is all right honestly next week that guy's gonna be folding tacos and washing calls washing cars over here in fucking lamont you're never gonna hear his name again arlington hambright there we go that's his name what that's a name what a yeah name. exactly it's it, that's a madden character name yeah yeah <laughs> that's exactly what the fuck that is it's yeah, that like, guy when you get 11 seasons into the fucking yeah. Madden game and they create Justin Starr and Arlington Hambright. And Arlington Hambright's your starting quarterback. The yeah. fucking guy's name doesn't even fit on the back of the jersey. And somehow, some yeah. way, he's number 38 and he's yeah. your starting quarterback. It's like, yeah. what the fuck is going on around here? It's depressing. It's downing. And it just puts me in a bad mood. That's why I just want them to lose so that everybody gets fired. Hey, hey, this motherfucker down. Yeah. Every every everybody's gonna want 
Bears fans are going to want a quarterback to be drafted. Right. Yep. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys. For the next two years, the Bears need to draft offensive linemen in the first and the second and possibly even into the third round. I to be honest with you. told you. They need I to. told you. Because, and I'll give you a reason why. I don't care who you because have. Because the old line fucking sucks. Did I win? If you, What did I, I win? <laughs> That's the truth. That is that is the truth. The O line is terrible, and whoever you put in there, you don't want a situation where you know you we got you got what Derek Carr, David Carr. Remember him? How he got beat to beat to yeah. hell, right? Yeah, and pretty, yeah, he's just a, he's just a, a he's just a bag of flesh with you no see, bones anymore, right? Exactly. You see, he sees ghosts, and I mean all <laughs> kinds of stuff. So it's like the situation is you have to be able to protect your franchise quarterback. If you don't, if you can't do that, don't draft him, because you're not going to do nothing but put him at a disadvantage. And then when he doesn't pan out, when things don't work out, then you're, you know, you blame that guy, and then you know you got people pointing fingers and this and that. Shore up the offensive line. The game is won on the defensive and the offensive side of the ball in the trenches. If you don't have those guys set, your team is going nowhere fast. You are 100% correct, Dan. You are 100% correct. I can't agree with you more. I cannot agree with you more. Dan, thank you so much for joining us tonight. How can everybody listen to you? Uh, we just started this video thing, so I we don't have a lot of guys hopping in here and shit like that, but we are getting our downloads and stuff like that. But, Dan, tell our, tell everybody where we can find you, how we can listen to you, and all the other stuff. Give us a shout-out. You can find me. Of course, my, my Twitter handle is there, at Dan Goodwin third. Um, you can find me on, on, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm also, uh, I do some writing and you can go back and look at some of my writing. I've been consistent, man. I've, I've written about, yeah. about some of this stuff, but you know, it, it's on the broad network. Um, and then I also, uh, handle a podcast on there. It's called the three Kings podcast. So look out for it. I'll post it. I'll shoot it over to you guys, man. Let you, let you guys know. And we keep it real, man. We talk just like you guys do. You guys keep it real. I respect that, too. I respect that 100%. Dan, I appreciate you coming on, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. We will talk soon, buddy. For sure, my man. Take care, bro. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. All right. Dan Goodwin, man. This guy, listen, I've been betting the shit with this guy the last couple of weeks, and this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. I love this guy. He's exactly like us. He's another pissed-off Bears fan that's just sick and tired of the same shit over and over and over again. Yep. Okay, that's exactly what it boils down to. And when it boils down to it, man, we're just tired of mediocrity here in Chicago is mm-hmm. what it boils down to. We don't want to see this fucking shitty old line continue to progress to ruin another good quarterback. All right, because who knows? Mitch Trubisky could be Patrick Mahomes and could be Deshaun Watson. Yeah. If, all right? But the fact of the matter is you've never given him the chance to fucking do anything. And Nick Foles could still be Super Bowl Nick Foles, but the offensive line in front of him is fucking dog shit. Yeah. Okay. And Angela, you and I went back and forth a few weeks ago, back and forth about what I would do and what you would do in this draft. And I am adamant. I am sticking to my fucking guns that the Bears, it, it doesn't matter where they, I don't care if they end up somehow, some way, magically getting the fucking first overall pick and Trevor Lawrence is sitting there all pretty looking hair with his fucking long bitch hair and sitting there looking at you like daydreaming fucking Matthew McConaughey circa Daisy Confused 1980 whatever. All right, I don't give a shit. All right. 
You pass that fucking guy up and you grab an old lineman. I oh, don't I don't want Kyle Trask. I don't want Trevor Lawrence. I don't want that fucking dude from Brigham Young, BYU. I don't want him. Of that Mormon fucking weirdo. I don't want him. Keep him out there. Here's have my Mary, have him marry nine wives and fucking go to the NFL later. I don't care. You have to get something to protect your fucking quarterback, and the Bears don't have it. I agree with you, but here's my – it will never happen. Right? But if they happen. did get the first pick – hold on. If they did get the first pick in the draft, you take Lawrence and you trade no. Khalil Mack to get another first-round pick. Yes, no. absolutely. You trade Khalil Mack, you get yourself Trevor Lawrence – you get two first-round picks for Mac. You get an O-line, and then the second pick, you get an O-line. That's what, what you have to do. team has two first-round picks? Not the same year. I'm talking like a first-round this year and a first-round right. next no, year. No, that, that, that's, that's my problem. you got to do whatever you can to start rebuilding. And you don't rebuild by taking a number. You don't rebuild your team without a solidified O-line and draft a quarterback. You can't do that, Angelo. You can't do that. It's I mean, impossible. you're right. I, I know you're right. You can't. Um, like you, I, you really I agree can't. with you 100%. I understand the fascination, the obsession of wanting to have a quarterback. I get it. I understand it. But regardless, you're still locked in the fucking big Nick Nick over the next two years for $8 million a pop. Okay? That's exactly what it is. So go out and build your team. Suck again next year. Get another high pick. Grab your quarterback in the in the first or the second round, wherever you got to draft him. And draft and some more O line and solidify that. That way, by year three, if you do fucking suck again because Nick Foles is a shithead and can't fucking hit an open receiver and he's not big dick Nick and your quarterback that you drafted in year two of this fucking shit show isn't any good, then you can go out and grab another quarterback, start a rookie quarterback. All I'm saying right now, Angelo, is exactly what Cleveland has done. Is exactly what Cincinnati has done. Is exactly what the Los Angeles Chargers have done. Is exactly what the Arizona Cardinals have done. Is exactly what the Jacksonville Jaguars are currently doing. Is exactly what the Giants and Jets have done. They, they listen. They fucking rebuilt, dude. That's exactly what it boils down to. You see the end of the road with that quarterback. You start building again in front of him. Why is he sucking? Why does Eli Manning fucking suck these last three years? His old line's depleted. Jeff Schwartz retired. Fucking they moved over a guard. Uh, another guard got moved. All right. All that shit happened. Eli Manning sucks balls. They go out and get Danny Dimes. Although I think Danny Dimes is a fucking turd sandwich. That's besides the point. But they actually did do something to try to build their team again. Look at the look at the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals go off and get Josh Rosen in the first round, trade him off for a second and a fifth round pick, suck fucking balls again with aging guys and no quarterback. They, I don't know even know who played quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals last year. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Uh, uh, Josh Rosen? No, Josh Rosen got traded to Miami. Huh. All right, so Josh, I couldn't exactly. That's Ryan my fucking point. No. No. That, no, it's a good guess. He's, Ow, played, uh, yeah. he's played for he's played for thirty nine to thirty two NFL teams. Yeah, that's I don't a good know. guess. But no, like that's exactly what I'm saying, dude. You have to build around. And what did they do a couple of years ago? They started drafting O line, knowing that they were going to suck. They go out and get Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Then now look at Kyler Murray now. 
Yeah. You're you right. know what I mean? Like you gotta build, man. It all starts up front, is what it boils down to, Angelo. It starts up front. And, and listen, this is if I'm a guy that sits here and sees this on my couch, I'm the best fucking armchair coach in the universe. All right, and the Bears should hire me to be their new GM. Honestly, Fat Mike for GM, Fat Mike and Angelo for GM. Yeah, yo, I'll be the. You know what? I've ran restaurants before. I've managed people. We're gonna email the Chicago Bears. Why it's not? Now. Why not? I'll send hey, my Chicago resume. Bears. I, on the bottom on my cover page, I'll just put it can't get worse. Right. And I'll take less. <laughs> yeah, it no can't get worse, and I'll take less. And so, I ran a Friday's once. <laughs> <laughs> and I know all about the Jack Daniels double breasted chicken. It, it wasn't a Friday's. What was it? It was five guys. Yeah, five guys. Five guys. Five guys. You know, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer was eating five guys before it was cool. Oh, that's oh, a good joke. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's that what that joke made me think. Uh, you know, how many times I fucking heard that shit. I, oh, shit. Uh, but I think we should wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap this bitch up. I'm hungry and I'm tired. I got like two hours of sleep to this last night, and Megan just got done slaving over a meal at which she's 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 all she's all good now, guys. Just a little update. She is better. She's feeling feeling much much better. Um, a bunch of personal shit going on. I'm not gonna throw it all out there on the planet, but yeah. But she's feeling better. So now I now she's back and chained to the stove. And uh, so everything's good to go. Everything's good to go. All right. <laughs> She's back and hooked up to the stove. Yeah, yeah. I'm She's not gonna, gonna go. I'm not gonna go there. I'll let She's you go. There. I'll let you go there. She's got a good. She's got a full bowl of food in the fridge. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> oh, All right. All right, guys, on that note. Oh, real quick, we got to make our picks for tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cardinals and uh, Seahawks. Yeah, Cardinals, Seahawks, and it's Cardinals across the board. Tyler texted me. Yeah, right I got here. the Cardinals. Yeah, it's, it's Cardinals across the board, and there we go. So we got to make sure, make sure you guys tune in with us on Sunday morning for Talking Football with me, myself, Angelo, and then me, myself, Fat Mike, and then uh, Angelo here with us, and then – Tyler the mouse. I don't know what the fuck. Dude, I'm so tired, man. It's not even funny. Peace. I'm so tired. All right. So I got to go unhook Megan from the stove and let her, you know, put her in the cage. Hashtag. Hashtag. Thanks, Theo. Thanks, yeah. Theo. Thank you, Theo. Thank you, Firehouse Subs. Thank you, Dan Goodwin, for coming out with us. We really do appreciate it. And, guys, thank you. Keep on downloading our shit because we love it. Go to the fi- uh, Go to the Firehouse store. Go to the Jesus Christ. Go to the twelve fifty two store. I, you know, fuck this. I'm tired. All right, pick it. All go right. on Twitter and follow us. You'll get all the details. There you go. Thanks, Angelo. Yeah. You should have ran the show from an hour ago. I'm, I've been asleep. Yeah. All right. We're done. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one. We'll see you on Sunday morning. Peace. Peace.